0: All right. Welcome to the Mina's house podcast episode one seventy eight. I literally said the wrong episode the whole time last week during our pod. And then when I'm watching it back, I'm like, I said the wrong thing the whole time. So uh, this is the hundred and seventy eighth episode. I mean, to say what.
1: <laughs> Garnet Briscoe, Dex Stucky.
0: All right, guys. So I want to first start off saying that we now have a patron account. Uh, So if you want to be a sponsor for the Mina's House podcast, that's how they say it nicely now. Basically, it's people asking you for money. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) You want to be a sponsor, you can uh, become one of our patrons. We're going to start putting up like extra bonus episodes. I have an interview that I did with the cast of In the Heights. It's a movie coming out on June 11th about Washington Heights. So it's a short little interview. So we're gonna start feeding like extra clips on uh, to our patrons. So if you are interested and you want to donate to the Mina's house podcast, patron.podbean.com and just search Mina's house podcast. So uh, you can also go in the link in our bio on social media and it's there. (laughs) I just did a terrible job of explaining that. You can just go link in bio in social media. Scroll down, and you will find it there. So, how are you guys doing this week?
1: I'm fine. I got some Remy in my cup. I just I just left my uh, cousin's 32nd birthday party, so.
0: Ooh, yeah. turn up! Yeah, it
1: wasn't. It wasn't. It was really just family, some kids running around. But you know how adults tend to do things every now and then. And on a Tuesday night, not mad yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, on a Tuesday. That's what McConaughey said, right?
0: Yep, I'm going up (laughs) on a Tuesday. Uh, Well, later on in the pod, we actually have a guest joining us. Her name is Pebbles. She is the mother of DMX's twins. Those are her last two kids. I remember when he first passed away, they were saying he has 15 kids. He actually has 17 kids. So she is the mother of the last two, which are twins. So we're going to talk to Pebbles a little bit later on. How are you feeling, Dex? You didn't really, you know, tell us what's going great.
3: on. Um, like, you know, I'm still I am still a little like, you know, scared of everything Corona was. And like this week I get my second shot, which I'm like super nervous about. But like I'm I'm anxious to get it because I feel like the summer is speeding up very fast and it's like stuff is happening and it's time to be in the streets.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff is opening up and it's 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 happening fast. Like you said, that and I don't know if I'm ready for all the fastness. Like I, I still need people to stay six feet away from me. Uh, we talked previously about the CDC saying you don't have to wear a mask indoors anymore. I don't like that definitely going to wear my mask.
3: show is a really good example of that. Because like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it. And we talked about we got on Garnett for not wanting to get vaccinated, for not wanting to wear masks and all that stuff like this. And then a week later, the CDC literally tells him it's OK. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. Like, I, I hate that.
0: Garnett's not vaccinated, so he's going to be out here maskless with no vaccination
1: (laughs) yeah going strong like i was a year ago and a year before that and a year before that i've I've been beating everything life's been throwing at me man so yeah i'm i'm in i'm in god's hands right now i'm good we like it you're
0: now a real estate agent garnett
1: congratulations thank you thank you thank you uh it's been a dope process so this is like my My first like full week, I I, I would say I just had a a meeting with uh, a couple of my mentors that's going to be helping me out. Um, So, yeah, this week is a pretty, pretty productive so far. I've been waking up super early, been getting some work out in and getting my reading in. But really just trying to um, really just focus in and listen and do what these guys really tell me to do. Uh, as far as like just getting my business together and really getting my foot in the door. So I'm excited. It's a great time. I got a new car. Wow. This is, this This is, is, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, yeah. So everything's on the up and up. So just been, just been busy, but really excited for this uh, next chapter of my life. So thank you.
0: Now we need to get you waxed and
1: vaxxed. No, no, no. Listen, I definitely ain't doing the waxing. We, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good off the waxing. And the that's actually good, all I do is pay my tax. That's all I do, because I have to.
0: <laughs> Yo, I remember the day Garnett became interested in real estate. Yep. It was it was uh, a guest on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And she made it seem so easy, uh, Dex. You weren't, were you? weren't on the pod that week, but she made it seem so easy to just buy houses and you know get into real estate. And that was the
1: day that Garnett was inspired. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was. Uh, I want to say the episode may have been like uh, in November of almost last year, like October, Novemberish, uh, when we did that. And uh, uh, excuse me, forgetting her, uh, forget her name again. Do you remember her name? Jamisa. Jamisa, yes. Um, yeah, she she was wonderful. Uh, you know, she did make it seem like it was like super easy. But, you know, after doing the interview, I went and I did my research on it. And, you know, a lot of things she just wasn't lying about. It may have seemed super easy, but, you know, she did explain she she had to work. She started early, but she really had to work. And now she's able to, you know, live the way that she wants to. So, you know, that definitely sparked my interest, that episode. So without this podcast, I probably wouldn't be no real estate agent. So, you know, shout out to Mina. Appreciate it.
0: Listen, if we don't get nothing done in life, we can say we made Garnett.
1: That's a fact.
0: Into a, a real fact. estate agent. If we don't do nothing else in life.
1: <laughs> but that, that's, a, that's actually a testament to the show, though, because it brings the information to you. You know, even the type of guests that, you know, we decide to have on, you never know what's going to stick. So I really you know that's that's a testament to the type of energy that we putting out there. So not only just me, I'm pretty sure that helps someone else too who who decide to listen. You
0: know, it's crazy you say that because I was looking at our like our numbers for the podcast and it, it's you really just don't know what's going to stick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like our Concrete Cowboy episode where we talk to the cast yeah. from the Netflix movie. It, it's popping right now, <laughs> <laughs> like. And I'm like, you know, I was interested in it, you know, that's why I, I, I watched the movie. I was interested in it. Yeah. I was like, let me have the guys on. You know, it, it seems pretty cool, but you really don't know what people are going to react to. And it's like that episode is popping right now. And that was yeah. what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah. So you never, never know. Um, Let's get into what's in our feed because we do have a guest joining us shortly. I, you know, I'm completely off track today, but we got to talk about the Joe Budden podcast because, it's been so crazy. Literally, that's all I've been seeing in my feed for the past couple of days. Just the drama surrounding the podcast. You know, uh, they started off as friends, kind of like us. They're on a podcast. The podcast becomes successful. Business starts getting in the way of friendship. Joe seemed to be making a lot of the decisions. Somewhere along the w- way, Rory and Maul just did it, weren't, they weren't, you know, they didn't agree with the decisions that were being made. And it kind of blew up. And now, there, you know, that podcast is split up. Rory and Ma got their own podcast. Joe has his podcast. I could not believe how dramatic this whole thing played out on social media. I mean, I just thought it was way too much. What did you guys think about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess this kind of I guess hits close to home in a sense of just like I know what it feels like to leave a podcast, right? So, um, yeah, I I got bombard, uh, bombarded with this. I I didn't even know what was going on. I knew that they ended up leaving maybe a month or so ago. They had they wasn't on the episodes, but I'm not a frequent listener to that podcast anymore anyway. So, I really didn't know, but um Yeah, it's just really unfortunate. And I say that because when you're giving your all and everything and, you know, and when you find out that it's not what you think or not what you thought it was, your heart is going to be broken. And I, I understand that even in this situation with the business and the friendship, I think more than anything is that, you know, they're hurt over, you know, this is their friend that's doing this to them or supposedly was supposed to, you know, supposed to be their friend. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's out in the public now because these things may not be reversible. I'm not sure if, you know, if if they ever want to, but I'm a guy that's big on forgiveness. You know, I, am I'm big on, if you do something to me once, you ain't never done it twice. So Mm. it almost doesn't matter, you know, how our relationship goes, you know, we can have a cordial relationship, but it's just, that'll never happen again. I already know how to play you. You know, we, I already know how to keep this where it's at. So, you know, just to see it out in the public, man, I, I, I really wish that they could have kept that to themselves um, because of the antics. And this is just what people want, even though they say that they don't, but you know, we're here talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, This is stuff that, this is our news now that it necessarily didn't have to be. And, you know, I, I, I wish them nothing but the best because I know it was hard, it's difficult. But, um, you know, sometimes you have to hold your emotions and wait until they settle Mm -hmm. uh, before you speak. And sometimes we don't know how long that is. You know, it it could be a year, we don't know, but the best decisions are usually made then. Um, If I had any advice to, you know, give to them, is maybe, you know, next time when you're in a situation is you lead with your narrative first. What I do know from this situation is, you know, joe actually you know spoke and said that they were gone for whatever reason you know they didn't and i think by having that start out you know people can start picking sides and people can start changing the narratives because that person has the bigger name so i would say next time going forward you know just kind of put out your own public statement pepsi do it h&m do it everybody else you know if you're carrying yourself as a business you know, put your own statement out. Hey, listen, it didn't work X, Y, Z, or whatever you want to say and move forward because then on, you know, nobody can speak for you. So, you know, that'll be my advice to those guys. I wish them guys nothing but the best of luck. I know that they're starting their own podcast. I know yeah. it will be dope. So congratulations to them and, you know, just keep pushing forward and don't let that hold you back, man.
3: I mean, overall, I guess it's really solid advice, too. But I think that like one thing my dad has always told me is that you always have to have your own stuff. So like we really shouldn't be in a position where we're starting something now because this ended like you really should have already had your own. Like you're on a podcast after somebody else's name, like they're what he says is going to go. Like it's not a conversation of of how much control you have. Joe Budden is going to have the control because it's his show.
0: Yeah, I kind of I find it interesting that you have that perspective, Dexter, because that was kind of my thing from just watching this. Like, I get that that's your friend, but this is a business. So where are you guys carrying yourself like you're in a business, yeah. you know, like and and you have to really separate the business from the friendship because it does get muddied in the water and you got to be on your business. So um, we have our guest joining us. We're going to be talking to Pebbles right now. Uh, She is the mother of DMX's twins. Okay, Uh, Pebbles is from Philly. I know her for a long time. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Pebbles. I mean to say what, as you know,
1: Garnett Briscoe. Nice to meet you, Pebbles.
3: Dex Stucky, Nice to meet you.
2: Hello,
1: guys. How are
0: you
2: guys?
1: Really good. Doing wonderful right now. I got some Remy in my cup, so it's going down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he came ready. I love uh, this this picture that you got in the background, Pebbles. It's DMX, and he's kind of like holding the mic. He's rapping. And, you know, uh, is this from the memorial service that <laughs> yes. they had? Okay. Yes. Wow. So how are you girl? I know this must be tough for you. I know you haven't spoke to anyone. I really appreciate you for joining us. I know it's hard, but you know, DMX is very loved. And um, as of recent, you know, we are just really concerned and we just, you know, we wanted to make sure everyone's good. You know, you have his last two kids so you have the youngest children. I can't even imagine what you're going through. Like what headspace are you in right now? Um, at first, I want to say
2: thank you guys for welcoming me on here. Thank you, Mina Sowet. I really appreciate you coming out to the more with me. I really do appreciate you. Um, but it's just hard. It's still kind of like unreal, honestly. Um, but it's just like with my family, my friends, and, you know, the Philadelphia sort of chapter of Birth Friday they honestly been keeping me uplifted. So
0: That's great, girl. I'm glad you got that support. So tell us a little bit about your kids because, you know, we learned throughout this process. I didn't realize DMX had 17 kids, you know, like I knew he had a lot of kids, but I didn't know there were 17 of them. Like, tell us about your kids, your twins. Like, you know, obviously they're too young to know what's going on, but how how are you dealing with all of this when it comes to your children?
2: Um, the, ma- the major thing is all the siblings love each other so much. So yeah. the fact that everybody, you know, reach out to me, I reach out to them. We keep our kids connected. They want to see each other all the time. So being though so they are the, the last kids, I feel like the older siblings are, like, very protective. You know, like, they really love them.
1: Um, I, I, I just want to say this. Um, I grew up, you know, being raised by my aunt. I lost my mother early. Uh, my, my dad is in prison, so I I got to see my aunt as a single mother, you know, go through things and, you know, carry a lot of, you know, just weight, you know, that jacket that she had on, she had to take care of three boys, sometimes four, you know, so I just want to send you some encouragement to say that it's people out here that can can wear that jacket and wear it proudly and wear that badge, and you are more than capable of doing that. So you know everything that you have on your plate, you know just 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 take it in stride and look at it as a blessing because you are more than capable of carrying that jacket and making sure that those kids will be okay, not only now but in the future. So I just wanted to say that to you.
2: Thank you, I appreciate
1: that a lot.
3: Thank you. I definitely want to offer my condolences. I think like obviously you're in a very hard position, especially dealing with this publicly. But just to shift a little bit, now you, you talked about kids and you did say we know that you have children. You've three kids, right? Yes. And, uh, and an older daughter. Yes. Now, three kids, you guys, if you listening on the podcast, you can't see her, but she's in great shape. And one of the reasons I think you're in great shape is because Pebbles <laughs> fit. So like, can you tell us like what made you want to create that and how that process is going for you?
2: Um, honestly, like during my pregnancy, I went through a deep depression and I started to see a therapist and I was just trying to figure, you know, reevaluate myself and figure out what the was like to do. And I figured me working out gave me like a good mental space. So I started to um, really get into working out during my pregnancy and after my pregnancy. And then I started Publish Fit, where it goes more so of a motivational um fitness company whereas though I want to inspire moms all over the world especially single moms because we do need time for ourselves and it's kind of hard being a single mom and trying to find that me time um, but for me working out was that me time even if I worked out for a half an hour I felt really really good so I hope I can inspire other moms and everyone honestly
3: yeah
2: you know to support public fit
3: I love that you said, even if you did it for a half an hour, when a half an hour is my target. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pebbles, what do you do now as like a coping mechanism? You know, because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff being said in the media. Um, a lot of, you know, I, people are crazy. They they, yeah. they they say crazy things. They're judgy. You know, um, they think they know what's going on and sometimes
2: they don't know what's going on. How do you cope with all of that? So honestly, this may be weird. So I have like a poster board that I like have data from like Sunday through Saturday. And I write down my, um, my mental goals for that day, my financial goal, my business goals. And I like put it on sticky notes. And I wake up every day, look at that. And then I have like one section where so I just write positive things about myself. So even if I'm feeling down or I let the media get to me, I go right to my board. And I just, you know, remind myself of what I accomplished, you know, this far and who I am as a person. So I don't let the media define me.
3: Fair. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, too, because I was actually going to ask you where you got the inspirational inspiration from, from Mot- Motivational Mom Mondays, but I guess that would be it. Like, you were writing stuff down and you're manifesting it. Yes, yeah.
2: so, exactly. So, during my pregnancy is when one of my close friends, Nautia, she taught me about manifestation throughout my depression and affirmations and things like that. So, back then, we used to put our quotes and positive things in the shoebox, and, um, we actually got this from the girl from Wildin' Out, Jay something, but she so every we would every um month she would put like positive stuff in the shoebox. So me and Altia, we would do that. And if we feel so sad, we'll just go through the shoebox and pick out a one positive quote about ourselves. Or at the end of the month, we'll write down everything that we wrote throughout the month about ourselves.
3: I love that
0: yeah how was your pregnancy like was X DMX involved? like how, how did you how did your relationship grow into him becoming the father of your kids?
2: Well, at I, I first I was his background dancer um, but in 2017, I was his background dancer. and then of course he pursued you know me or whatever and um, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful relationship. Um, but during my pregnancy, you know, I found out, and um, I found out about, you know, someone else, and I was kind of upset, and that's when I went into my depression, but for me, I had to take on, like, I'm going to be a single mom, because my integrity, my characteristic is not going to allow me to be with someone with someone else. So I took it upon myself to, to separate honestly. That's when I started to go to therapy and to love myself again and love my children, love my pregnancy. And then throughout the pregnancy I found out that one twin or both twin had Down syndrome. So my mom was all over the place but manifestation is what really got me through and Pebbles fit has really got me through. But you know throughout the pregnancy towards the end, like you know, we was able
1: Once I was able to get myself together, we was able to have a good friendship. And he loved the kids. Uh, Why is leg day like the worst thing in the gym? I hate leg day. I just was like, why is that so terrible? Next day, my legs feel like noodles, can't walk. What's up with leg day? See, I love building the
2: glutes. That's my favorite part.
1: So,
0: Leg day is my favorite day. I don't. Because I feel like if you could get your legs together, you right, your <laughs> thighs, your butt, it all falls in yeah. line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about my butt, so I don't need <laughs> a whole lot of leg day. <laughs> <laughs> I was Out I
3: did think it was really cool that I saw that you said and you just you kind of touched on it just now when you said like I made the decision to be a single mom because I've never heard anybody say that before. When I read that you said that, I'm like, oh, I don't understand what that means. And you just explained exactly what it meant, and I think that's very encouraging for women out there like to have that kind of message and to see that I think is extremely encouraging. Strength. With that being said. As far as like another coping mechanism, I see you do a lot of TikTok videos. Is that you or is that your daughter making you do that? Like, where's this coming from?
2: <laughs> it's, it's my daughter. My daughter loves TikTok and you know, I try to keep her very active and involved because I know like, the, you know, it's a lot going on with the twins. So her thing is like, Mom, TikTok Tuesdays. Every Tuesday we're going to do TikTok and she has Girl Scouts in the evening so we do TikToks right before Girl Scouts.
3: But wow.
2: yeah, it's just to keep us in tune to keep all
0: my kids together.
3: I like yeah,
0: that. Nice. Yes. What is what are your long term goals? Like, what do you see for yourself? Obviously, you're talking about the fitness and, and you're talking about some things that you want to do in terms of motivational mm-hmm. speaking. I kind of feel like especially since you're dealing with like a child with Down syndrome and you're kind yes. of going, you know, through through that. What do you see for yourself? Like, what do you want people to know about you
2: that they might not know right now? I want to be able to inspire mothers all over the world. And I don't mean to like single like mothers out, but definitely my trisomy 21 mothers, which is down syndrome, because it's, it's very hard. Just a step in it alone is very hard. So I wanna be able to inspire mothers to with the coping mechanism and acceptance and going through the whole process, like you never know what can happen to your child when they have transforming 21, just to let every mom know that we have this, no matter what obstacle get in your way, we can overcome it. If you have to stay up 24 hours to feed your son or your daughter, you could, we can do it. So my, my ultimate goal is to really be a motivational speaker. I want to travel all over the world, inspiring mothers and single mothers and, you know, Trisoma 21 or not even just Trisoma 21, any mother with a child with disability, because we all go through this, you know, similar things.
0: So let me ask you, you know, that weekend with, you know, the, the, the funeral and the viewing Barclay Center. All of Rough Riders came out. Everyone was riding. Can you walk me through that weekend for you? You know everything from watching what Swiss managed to put together, and 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 the show with Kanye, and you know that day, and then even just the day after.
2: Honestly, um, like that whole process was very emotional and it was like unreal for me. The mate, the only thing that really I can say honestly stood out for me was the love of the kids with each other, like in the limo or at the, you know, at each um, service. Like it's the kids like, can we all sit together? Can we, can I hold the babies? Can they come with us? Can, like the love was just so genuine. Um, that, that brightens my heart. So, you know, I kind of was just like numb the whole time. Like everybody's talking and I was like on one ear, out the other because I don't think I really accepted it yet. But with prayer um, and God, I talk to God all the time. So with prayer and talking to God and seeing the kids together, I feel like it got me through that weekend. And of course, Miss Barry um, and my sister, Sierra, and my cousin, Robbie, they was right by my side the entire time. Um, and the, the chapter, the president brought from um, Pennsylvania chapter, him and the first lady was, there with me through the entire process. The whole Philadelphia chapter was there with me through the whole process. So it, it kind of made me feel very more so comfortable.
0: I didn't realize Rough Riders had such a big presence out like everywhere until oh, this really happened. Good. I mean, even when I went to the viewing in Philly, they were out there like with the bikes. And like, I remember when I was growing up, it was like Rough Riders, Eve, Swiss, DMX. Like, we remember all of that. Right. But I didn't realize it was still like an active thing until this happened. And like, it still goes on.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I kind of want to take it back to what you said earlier, like from the beginning. So like, um you know, you met DMX 2017, how did you actually become one of his uh, background dancers? I was actually performing on stage
2: with another artist and you know, his security kept coming over to me like, he wanna have dancers, he wanna have dancers. I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, I'm fine, <laughs> I'm tired, you know? And they just kept saying, just do it, I said, what song? And then uh, my, the people I was with, they was like, just do it, you know what it is, that's DMX. I'm like, so? <laughs> so, um, I think like, I just do it. It was like over, it was thousands of people once you know at the concert, yeah. and you know, we just meet another girl, we just made up a quick dance, and we did it on stage. And we, you know, walked off. I'm like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. nice to meet you, <laughs> you know, but it's like, come on, let's hang out. You're you moving in Atlantic City, so like, let's go to the casinos. I'm still like, no, well, sir. <laughs> 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 but sir.
3: Sir. Wait a minute, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Wait, is but, this? Is, was this the concert on the beach with, like, Ja Rule and Ashanti and all those? No, this was inside oh,
2: the wow. actual, what
3: is that? The actual stadium in um, Atlanta City. Oh, gosh, gotcha. I was going to say, I was there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was World yeah, you. it was like, it's just, it was like, um, bust around. It's like, it
2: was like a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, but um, I think it's me.
3: What's your favorite IDMX song?
2: It comes the boom. It comes
3: the boom.
0: I don't think a lot of people know that song.
1: Yeah, right I know now. that one. I know that one.
0: No, oh, that, that's one of my like, favorite
1: too. Yes. yes. If,
0: if, yeah. If, if yeah. You I like partying and
1: dancing a little bit. You definitely gonna hear that in. in the <laughs> end.
3: Yes. <laughs> I, I wanted you to say uh, what these women want, and I wanted to know. If you, <laughs> I wanted to know if you could do the names and like order if you were like good at them Keisha, yeah. Aisha
2: the, the crazy thing is, I don't really know no lyrics. I just thought the chorus.
0: Let me ask you. You know, you you know him on a personal level, um, mm-hmm. as a father. You know him as a friend. You talked about how your relationship developed into that every time we talk to people that have known him personally, everyone says something different because he had so many different sides of him. What do you, what do you want people to know about him that they don't already know? One
2: thing, well, well, everyone know that he loved God. That's his favorite. Like, like we could be in an argument. He'll text me a scripture, like, you Uh know, like he was that type of person. Um, But he loves his privacy honestly he really loved his privacy like he didn't like the you know like all the security and stuff like we you know he didn't like that he wanted to be regular mm-hmm. like a quick story we we had once to Atlantic City with no security guards no nothing and then he was like come on let's just walk the boardwalk I was like I don't think we can just yeah. walk the yeah. boardwalk I guess he was like, yes, you can come on. We didn't even get halfway on the boardwalk. It was horrible. Yeah. But like he just nice. wanted to just walk the boardwalk. Like, he didn't want, you know, no security, no nothing. He just wanted to walk the boardwalk. Was he the type to, like, take you out on a date? Like, have
0: you, has he, like, planned a nice date for you ever? Uh, maybe planned, but probably wasn't
2: as, you know, <laughs> private. You know, we never... It, we try to do private stuff, but it always turned yeah. into like a whole bunch of people around. So no, our, our private dates was FaceTime. That was like intimate, you know, or, you know, dinner at the hotel, things mm-hmm. like that, where we can just be alone.
1: Yeah. You, hopefully you can answer this question for me. Did, did he find it annoying at all, people trying to like reenact his voice? Cause I do it often just as I was a- gonna ask you to do it. I'm gonna ask to do it.
2: No. <laughs> no, one thing about him—he loved his fans. Like even you know, random people that walk
1: up and give him CDs, he would really listen to them. Yeah. Like so, he really loved his fans. Yeah, I, I, I really—you <laughs> know—that's why he was just so loved, and you know, he he really felt like one of us, even through his flaws and everything. Yeah. Just just to hear something like that, like that's uh, like people aren't not doing it. People won't do that with their friends, let alone strangers. Listen to <laughs> the music. You know, so to hear that he was actually doing things like that, that's beautiful.
0: Yes. What was your last conversation with him? Do you feel comfortable sharing that? No. No. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) it's hard because it's like you don't, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Exactly. Do you replay anything in your head ever? Our last
2: conversation.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you? Now, one thing about DMX that we interviewed Caesar from Black, and he told us that the ex had all these tattoos. Obviously, you can visibly see them. Do you have any tattoos? Um, just on my finger. I but always notice that guys who are like tatted up, they're always usually with women with no tattoos at all. No. <laughs> one my, like, get that <laughs> no.
0: Pebbles, there's a lot going on on social media right now and in the media what frust does are you do you get frustrated do you read the stuff that's going on how do you react to that
2: about what which is a lot and
0: a- anything you know i don't really want to be too specific cuz i don't you know i don't want to bring up something that you may not be comfortable talking about but i just see a lot of things that sometimes i feel like wow that was inappropriate or okay that should that shouldn't be said You know, um, what is there anything that really makes you feel uncomfortable or stuff that makes you angry? Like, that's not true
2: or anything (laughs) like that. Of course, the the side chick thing, that is absolutely not true whatsoever. Um, It it was making me super upset. Then I had to think and, you know, talk to my Family and friends, it's like these, they don't know you, right. you know. So, why that Why that would bother me? But I feel like when it's you, it's like it, it's bothering me that this is my character, this is who I am. So, they hear people say or see different blogs saying that alleged Philly Latino chick, <laughs> side chick, I'm not even Latino. <laughs> it said I was 19, I'm not even 19. So, like, my family was just joking, like, hey, Latino, you know, like, they were funny, like, but it's like, you know, you know, it's lies because you're not Latino and you're not 19. So, why do you believe the side chick part? Like, why are you letting that hurt you? And um, going back to my manifestation, I start manifesting again and start, you know, getting my mind right and just, you know, manifesting peace and happiness. So, um, it's definitely hard, but, you know, manifestation is just keeping me mentally like okay.
3: Yeah. Would yeah. <laughs> you be open to doing reality TV? I'm sorry. Would you be open to doing reality TV, like a reality show? Would you do that? Because I feel like you're out there now. People want to know more about your story, so I, I could see them approaching you, asking like, "Would you do this show?"
2: I'm not sure. I, I'm very like stating myself, quietly back, and especially because of my son, like Caden has like so many appointments, like literally one appointment a day. So okay. it's, it's kind of hard, but. You know, we're about to get a nurse to, to come in for eight hours a day now to help me out. So, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know if I want to like, I don't know if I would have time. I, don't know. I got you.
0: <laughs> What kind of father was DMX? He was a good
2: father. Um, it's an awesome father to like all his children, especially like like making medical decisions, um, calling him and talking to him, like, you know, Kaylee has to get surgery. Do we need it? I'm like, I think so. I, you know, this is what the doctors are saying. Well, give us a meeting this or I'm like, okay, come down. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> but he was very concerned, you know, always, you know, if I don't send him pictures of the kids in two days, he's upset, you know. So he was very concerned and loving.
1: That, well, uh, did his uh love for dogs rub on rub off on you at all?
2: No, but my son, (laughs) my son, Aiden, yes, he actually bites dogs. Like, I'm like, you're one, why are you biting a dog?
0: (laughs) Are you at all like worried now? Because it's like the kids lost their father. You know, you, you just said you're getting a nurse for eight hours. I don't even know how you're dealing with all of that. I'm listening to you and I'm like, how is this woman even together? Are you worried at all? Are you scared
2: right now? I I am because um Caden, um, he we did get the news um the week that Earl passed that he do have to get heart surgery. Um, but we're trying to wait until he's three years old. But we also did a swallow study because every time he swallowed, he choked. So when they did the swallow study, they figure out that they seen that he's aspirating with everything he swallowed, every different type of texture of food. So um, and he also sleep with like a CPAP machine, which is like a like an oxygen machine, like with the bag, the liquid bag, and everything like that. But like everything is all connected, so now he's getting older with the CPAP machine he's like ripping it off so like I'm like up all night trying to like keep it on him yeah. but they offered me a, a, a nurse that would come out eight hours through the night and a, um, a behavioral therapist who will help him guide him to keep it on while the nurse worked on everything else with him throughout the night just so I could sleep <laughs> so um, but yeah we have therapy we have physical therapy, occupational therapy hearing therapy and speech therapy every week Wow. So, four days out the week, but that doesn't include like the specialist appointments, you know, everything like that. But mandatory, I definitely have four appointments a week with him. Um, it's a lot of work, but he has been progressing so well. Children, sorry, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia has did the most for me, even like teaching me what TriSolid 21 is and, you know, helping me and guiding me. Just the stepping parts alone. Once I stepped in it, I was able to hop on everything that he needs. Um, and then a child's only 21 community period. Like we have like a group of like mothers all over the world and we all just write each other, you know, tell each other stories and, you know, they may know something that I don't know. And I'm like, Oh, well I'm going to get that checked and vice versa. So it's the Tri only 21 family. is it's, it's like a beautiful family.
0: Are his other baby moms or other kids, are they more involved now since his passing? especially yes. with everything that you got going on. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. But at yes. least you have support, you know, I mean, that's still a lot. I just want to hug you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me hug you girl. You know what's crazy? I talked to Pebbles and she doesn't say any of this. Like if we weren't doing an interview, I wouldn't know this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because, and it's like, That's why I think it's important for us to know people's stories, right? Because Pebbles is not going to go and tell everybody if we're having a conversation or we're out and about. She's not going to go and be like, this is going on with my life. This is going on with my life. She keeps it to the chest. And then, you know, with everything going on with DMX passing away, people want to judge you and they don't even know your story. They don't know what you're going through. They don't know how strong you're being. I didn't even know. And I've had multiple conversations with you.
3: I know. Well, Pebbles, um, now that the CDC is not caring about coronavirus anymore, <laughs> oh is there God. anything specifically that you're, like, you just can't wait to do now that the world is seemingly opening back up? Like, what's the thing that you're like, I can't wait to get back or I can't wait to do this?
2: I just want to go on vacation. I feel like I need a break. <laughs> like, I need a break. <laughs> All right. Where are you going to go, girl? I don't know. I just want to sleep in black, convenient water. I don't know.
1: Gotta hit a beach immediately. <laughs> Not yeah. Atlantic City either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she she'd probably get old memories going down to Atlantic City. Like this is where I was, This is where I met him. This is where I was dancing to. Here comes the boom. <laughs> How about this album, girl? The album's coming out. Exodus.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Are you excited about that? I'm sure you know nothing about it, but do you know anything about it? I mean, it seems like Swisk is, is really like working on this on his own.
2: Right, um, I'm kind of excited, more so for my kids. Like, I just like to play the music for them just so they can, you know, hear his voice again. Um, but yeah, I don't know, we'll probably do a little, a little skit together or something that day, I'm not sure. Very that cool.
0: That's cute. Well, before we let you go, Pebbles, is there anything else that you want to say? Any you know, the
2: floor is yours, Boo. I just wanna again say thank you guys. Don't ever judge with books by its cover. Like Nina said, you don't know people's story, you know, and I just wanna inspire everybody mothers fathers everybody any obstacle any judgment anything we can overcome it you have to manifest it you have to manifest your mindset your future your finance everything use affirmations and believe in god talk to god talk to to a higher power because god will get you through anything Mm, yes make sure Sure. make sure y'all check out out helpersfit.com (laughs) <laughs> Don't forget that <laughs> and make sure
0: y'all know that she's not Latino. <laughs> she's she not a side chick and she's not 19. How old are you Pebbles?
1: I'm
0: 27.
2: Oh, she's wow, 27 years old. <laughs> well, no, I'll be
3: 28 in July. So July, July what? July 12th. Okay.
2: Your birthday's coming up.
0: So. Oh, that's,
3: a, oh, that's a cancer. Yes, you have you have. I'm getting into astrology now. You have Cancer energy. I can feel it. Like I definitely feel <laughs> the energy now.
0: <laughs> Damn, they got it all the way wrong, girl. <laughs> they they say you was a teenager. <laughs>
1: right. I just graduated high school. It's like what? 19 year old girl,
3: 19 year old Latina girl talking about. You. I know they're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, girl. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story and being so open. I wanted to give you this platform so that people, you know, can stop talking their mess. No yeah. <laughs>
2: thank you so much. Nice to meet you guys too. Nice
1: to meet you as well. Thank you.
2: All right. Bye, Boo. Bye. We'll be in touch. If, yes, you're having, thank you. if you're having a birthday party,
0: let me know. I'll come through. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, babe. Bye. All right. See, look at that.
3: Big cancer energy. That's funny. Seriously.
0: <laughs> I don't even know how she's dealing with all of that. That's a lot. I didn't realize she was dealing like it was that. I knew, but I didn't know to the extent, you know, because no one's going to go through the day by day of what they're going through in their life.
3: Yeah, you know? I just think the craziest is, is, is the the narrative that was put out. Like that whole thing, like the 19 year. Because remember, like that's. that's only we know about this person they're 19 years old with twins and the latina thing that's what we knew and like none of that stuff is true besides the fact that she has twins and we didn't even know (laughs) the health issues that the twins were having like it's i mean what she said was true you really cannot judge a book by its cover or like really judge a person by an article
1: yeah Yeah, she's she's made for we we all are whatever you know whatever battles that are put in front of us are specifically made for us. You know, we we have all of the tools to get past it. So, you know, that's okay. why she's able to, you listen, I'm out here listen, dropping words. Listen, no, that was really good. The, the Remy
0: got you philosophizing <laughs> today.
1: Basically, like, that's all Don't do that, to me. Don't do that, Timmy. <laughs> nah, no, but seriously, nah, no, we, we, we're literally made for it. So, you know, it's a reason why, you know, she is able to carry it so peacefully and not, you know, you can't see it written all over her face that she's going through all of those things. That's because, you know, she, 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 she was made for that spot. So, you know, she, she's going to, she's going to be fine. The kids are going to be fine. You know, hearing her even, you know, talk about how she prays and manifests like, you know, she already was doing that before that. So, you know, I'm pretty sure she's going to, you know, enhance that. So.
3: And that nurse is going to work wonders for her life. She's gonna get some sleep.
1: <laughs>
0: right. <got> some sleep. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up in our feed because um we kind of got off topic. In the I just wanted to check in with y'all. I came from Jamaica, you know, and I just wanted to make sure y'all was good, like in the beginning of the pod, see what's going on in your lives. Uh-huh. So we did we did get a little off track, but I want to kind of switch back to Mulatto changing her name. I was so confused by this because. You know, when she started to become popular, I felt like a lot of people had a problem with her name because obviously of the historical connotations with the name. It's a a mixed person. And, you know, a a lot of it dates back to slavery. So she changes her name. And now I'm seeing people say, why she changed her name? And it's like a, a, a variety of responses to like, okay, she shortened it to Lotto. So they're like, okay, it's still the same name, but short. You know, some people are like she should have never changed it. Some people are like the name change, the what she changed it to isn't good enough. It's like the internet always got something to complain about. Uh, What do you guys think about her name change?
3: I like Lotto. I love it. I think that like flows. It's gonna. It looks good on a diamond chain. Like I like it. It's not a. It shouldn't be offensive to anybody. But you never know. I don't think it's offensive to anybody. Like I, I think when you realize that you've done something wrong to somebody or it offends people. Even if it's going to cost you money and you can fix it, fix it. And I think that's what she did. And I think that's the only thing that really matters in this situation.
1: Hmm. I hate this decision, to be honest with you. Uh, First of all, the only lotto I can think about and that we know and admire is the lotto from 8 Mile because he really beat B-Rabbit. That's the (laughs) only lotto I can get down with. (laughs) But other than that, I mean, it's the same thing. This just shows you that you probably shouldn't listen to people because they just gonna have an opinion either way. If that was gonna offend you, then it was just gonna offend you. I mean, I, I I'm not sure. Like, a mulatto means you're mixed, right? I don't know how offensive that can actually be to somebody, especially in today's age. I could be wrong. Culturally,
3: like they would call people like mutts and stuff like that when they're mixed. And that's kind of where that name derives from. So it is really offensive. And I think that like, yes, people may have opinions about her changing it. But like there are people who may be really big fans of her work that are very offended by the name that she's chosen to give herself. It's the same <laughs> thing with like with, with, with the Redskins. Like that's a very offensive name for their team. Like there were people who were actually offended by that. So when they changed it, yeah, like we're not crazy about <laughs> about them being called Washington sports team. But at the same time, though, they're working to fix something that offends people, and I just I don't think that's a bad thing to do. that.
1: yeah. But I also think that you know mulatto. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. That mixed people wasn't eradicated, or at least tried to be pushed out, in comparison to the redskins and the Native Americans in America. I don't. So I don't necessarily like, know
3: if I, I. don't necessarily know if I would recommend comparing them. But I. Well, I think I, someone I think it's is up
1: in combo, but
3: because that's people changing something as far as a name goes. But, I mean, overall, if someone's offended by something and you
1: know that that's not your birth name, like, what's the issue with changing it? I mean, no, no one cared when she wasn't popping. And now you care because you got a Twitter account and she's popping. It wasn't offending nobody when six months ago or a year ago she was fighting to get her name. It, if it was, then all right, maybe she would have changed it sooner. But don't don't do this to this poor woman when she's literally – just doing her. And then now you have a problem because she is who she is. Now she's changing at the lotto. People still know it's the same. So you're really not giving anybody their Just due If you are going to please them.
0: You know what? This exact conversation is what I see on social media. And it's like people with Dexter's view are very passionate about their view. And then people with Garnett's view are very passionate about their view. And that's really why I wanted to talk about it, because this is creating such a big conversation like, should people change their names? Like even it's, when they change Aunt Jemima, what the hell kinda, did they change it? They changed it to do. You, what did they change it to? Do you remember?
3: No, I didn't remember them changing the name. I remember them changing like the logo uh-huh. of the character and stuff. But the, the thing is, like with this kind of conversations, I think there's people like me who really are Somewhat passionate about what they're saying, and not Garnett specifically, but there are people who have the argument where it's like it's not that big of a deal, and they genuinely do not care. But they, yeah, still-
1: I'm not passionate about
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the part that it, Like I care. I think this is really offensive. But literally, it's people on the internet that will be like. She shouldn't have changed it, but I genuinely don't care about this situation. And that's kind of like, well, then maybe just don't talk about it then.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I I understand branding-wise, I understand why she had to change her name, right? Think about it. You're uh you, you know, you represent a large group of people. And I think even if you look at kind of like, and this is a little deep, I'll be honest, but who owns the music business in the music industry? White people. Yeah, you got these white people call you mulatto, <laughs> which is a term that is derived from slavery. And, you know, the mixing of people in the house and out of the house. And I just when you really break it down and think about it, I branding and marketing wise, I understand why she would change her name.
3: And on, on another level with the branding and marketing wise, imagine being at the Grammy Awards and they're like, picking well, who they're going to, like, nominate for Grammy. I'm pretty sure they're going to see the name Mulatto and be like, yeah, we're not about to get in trouble for this. Let's pick somebody else. So I think yeah, you hit yourself when you do things like that that are offensive.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's also, to me, the way I look at it, that's, like, the least of our problems as a culture, if that's what we're talking about within the music industry. Like, so you care about her name, but you letting her say all of the disrespectful stuff in the lyrics. Kind of don't make any sense to me. And it's the same people... Look, that's, gonna it. It. Just, that's
3: next, that's what they're going to go after next. <laughs> well,
1: well,
3: now let's I mean, talk about well, your music. Let's talk about your clothes, like, it, that's next. <laughs> right,
1: but at, 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 at one point, even as an artist, so this is just as an artist, as a brand, as a business, just like us, as an artist, what are you just going to keep giving up to people? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, what, what I are, you,
3: That also reminds me of the other thing that I saw that was in our feed, which was Nicki Minaj and the giving up to people. I I know she's back on social media and stuff like that. But one thing she did that was kind of like jarring to me is she went live the day after and addressed because she was sniffing and people said she was doing Coke. It was so bizarre to me to see her go on and address that. And honestly, I think because of that, Nikki's got to go back into another hiatus. Like, I don't think she's ready for this industry. Like she's, she, Nikki's not ready for it. Like she's not like you, it's, you're, you're scared and you're offended and you feel like you got to explain everything that you're not ready for this.
0: Well, and that was going to be our next topic, but that's why I put it one after another, because literally there's something happening in our culture where we're in this place where everybody's changing their names and they're reacting to, you know, social media outcry. It's like, and then back to the Aunt Jemima thing, they changed Aunt Jemima to Pearl Milling Company. What's
1: that? that? Yeah, and that's, you, yeah, and that's, that's what I'm buying. Like, what I'm I buying it, I'm like, only buying the OG I, bottles that's on eBay.
0: <laughs> like, this is what they changed the why the Redskins and look, the Redskins need to be changed, that's offensive. But mm-hmm. we're in this space where we're changing names to the Pearl Milling uh company, the Washington football team. It's like, how far are we gonna go every time so, uh, the, the social media has a conniption, and that's really kind of why I wanted to talk about this. And which brings me to the Nicki Minaj thing. Nicki re-releases Be Me Up Scotty. Business wise, it makes sense, right? Everybody is streaming music. This is the wave now. She released this mixtape 12 years ago. There was no streaming platforms. (laughs) You want your songs, all of your songs to be where the people are, right? So Mm -hmm. why not re-release the mixtape? So not only do your fans have access to that music where they're currently listening to music, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, whatever, but also it gives you the opportunity to introduce your music to some people that may not have come in contact with it. And people are dragging her for filth. Why would you release an old song? Why would you do this? Why would, you know, and it's like, Nikki is back, but look at what's happening. She has to address people saying she's sniffing coke. Is yeah, but this like, where we
3: are? But honestly, it's deserved though. And I love Nikki Minaj. I really I, I was happy when I saw that she was coming back out, but honestly, everything she's doing is literally contradicting. Everything she did before she left, like she was remember, she was mad at Travis Scott because they were using the streaming numbers and the merchandise numbers. And remember, she was mad at like Cardi B and all those people because they were using TikTok. And she's like, I don't care about TikTok. Beat me up, Scott is going to be all over TikTok. It just makes sense for those songs to be made into TikToks." And she's like, this ain't no TikTok stuff. Like you can't keep insulting the current culture if you want to be a part of it. You can't do mm-hmm. it.
0: Well, I kind of disagree on that because with the Travis Scott thing, Travis Scott sold bundles. So, and they've actually out they, because of that, they've actually stopped counting bundles. So I kind of agree with but that.
3: The though, she complained about artists be, with the streamers. She she's complained about that. And right. Just,
0: yeah. Right. Because well, the complaint was they're selling a stream with a ticket with merchandise and that's messing up the game because you don't know why people why people are buying it are they are they buying it because they want the song because they want the ticket because they want the merchandise i think nikki has had valid complaints you know when it comes to how the music business has evolved but i'm glad to see that she's like okay this is what it is
1: let me get on board with this yeah you got to be able to play a game I, I mean going back to your point Dex, to me, it just looks like you know she 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 grew. She she knew what you know the mistakes maybe she had before. Why she was mad at certain numbers she didn't have. If she would have played those same games, that's it. You know, right? You might but not but do that. Do that though. Don't complain about somebody else. <laughs> and then you
3: turn around and do it. Just do. It. You keep doing it, and they wouldn't. You do the same thing. Like that's only right.
1: She tried to fight it. That's I, that's all she, she was. Like, trying. Why, you, why you fight it? Then go do it. It, I, it's because of the old thinking, man, it's that that well, I say that generation, but it, it's just an old way of thinking when new change is there. Everybody can't be Jay Z like he played the game. He dropped the album on the phone and everybody not thinking like that. I agree.
0: I, I was actually happy. She said something like I think it was a huge she was at a huge disadvantage when he's selling a bundle and he she he has Kylie Jenner, his girlfriend at the time tweeting it out it just seems so unfair like but Mina, well,
3: but Mina this same person literally just did a live on Instagram did a live and had Drake come on and co-sign it then threw a song out with Drake a little like you literally are Travis Scott and it's like what are you, like you are him not you Nikki she's I
0: know I don't <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that but I do think that Nikki is attempting uh you know to just all right, L- let me not complain about this and let me get on board here. And, and you can't and, be joining them. And she never even goes live. I mean, the fact that she's going live, remember when she went live with Megan and couldn't even figure out how to join her live? Yeah. I'm just happy. I'm just happy <laughs> that Nikki is Nikki had a baby and she's here. Like, all right, I'ma drop my music on this streaming platform. I'm gonna go live two times a week. Like, yes, Nikki. Yes. Shout all right.
1: That's it? Okay. <laughs> no, nah, uh, I actually forgot what I was going to say. It was a couple points in there. I was trying to dig. It was a couple points. I ain't get a chance to write it down. Well, we've been talking for too long anyways. So uh, thank you guys
0: for checking out the Mean House podcast. Thank you to Pebbles for joining us. Uh, I'm going to try to get better at pushing our Patreon account. <laughs> I, To be honest, I feel uncomfortable asking people for money. I yeah. really do. And it's like, But this is just the wave where we are again, moving on with the times, you know, like I signed up to for badges on Instagram, you know, so now when I go live, people can send me money. I was asking people to cash at me for my birthday. You know, I don't I don't come from the generation where you ask people to fund your habits or like. I don't come from that, like, and it's not even like I'm asking a corporation for money, right? Because that's right. different. I, I'm regular. asking a spot. I'm asking the regular Joe, please contribute to our Patreon account for the Mina's House podcast. But when I start doing my research on podcasts, this is what people are doing. All the, all the top. Why you think Joe Button going back to Joe Button is is you know Rory was mad that Joe uh, Button got the Patreon account. It's it's just a different form. Everybody's going to have a different idea how to get it done. But this is where we are. And like, I hate to be asking y'all for money, but we ask y'all for money. <laughs> okay. So uh, the patron account is patron.podbean.com. If you want to support the pod, if not, we still going to go on. But, you know. You got to move with the times, y'all. I hate how you're looking at me right now, Dexter. I hate it. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm literally laughing. At
3: me. I'm laughing. <laughs> I love watching you squirm like this. this <laughs> <is terrible. laughs> I do not feel comfortable doing it. This so out. Like she she can literally tell a story about anything and break all these news stories. This is making her so uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel it. I totally understand. Yeah. It, it's like
0: <laughs> and this is like the uncomfortability in my life. I just don't like asking people for shit. Yeah, I just don't. That's why I'm all independent and stuff. It's not. This is just my character. Like, I don't ask people for stuff. I work for it. I bust my ass like that's the that's how that's how I came up. You want something? You go get it. You 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 put up the money. You do what you got to do. You work the long hours. You put in the work. You 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 not. Can you do this for me? Can you pay half my rent? Can you buy me this Louis bag? Can like I don't come from that. I wasn't built like that. So now we're in this world where people are literally like asking, can go fund me so I can come back from Atlanta on, you know, during All-Star Game Weekend.
1: Somebody put that
3: too. And I, they're asking, they're asking people to pay their PPP loans and whatnot. And that's the part for me where it's just like, I'm like how you are. Like, I just don't feel comfortable asking anybody for anything. And then it's like, but then you have other people who literally ask people to do anything for them. And people do it.
0: They say closed mouths don't get fed. And I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. So, it open. <laughs> you know, go to the in bio on our social media and drop us a couple of dollars. <laughs> and that's it. I've done asking y'all for money. I think I'm going to produce a producer drop so that I don't have to say it. And just hit the drop. Like, you want to support the Vita's House podcast? Sure. You know, find us on Patreon. Drop us $5. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening and watching to the 178th episode of the Vita's House podcast. I mean, to say what?
1: Garnett Briscoe.
3: Dex Stucky.
0: Bye, guys. Love you. Talk to you next week.